It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Quickly to wall. Wall measures. Deal. Gets open for three. What's going on, Wizards fans? Welcome to the Locked On Wizards show on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. Tonight, I am your host. I am Arthur Renault at District Mamba. Joining me after recapping the Wiz Spurs game last night with Noah Gutzel, we have Brandon Nguyen. What's going on, Brandon? Hey, Arthur. How are you? Good, man. Uh, I guess we're, we're going to touch on a lot of fun subjects today. Uh, obviously, we lost to the Spurs last night which both of us didn't seem to catch any, much if any, of the game. Uh, we tweeted out a Twitter question, which we will also read uh, some of your responses. We simulated NBA 2K 20 times to see what the Wizards would end up doing for the rest of the season and also in the playoffs. You have an awesome Throwback Thursday to bring up, and we're going to preview Wiz, uh, the Wizards-Nuggets game tomorrow night, Friday night, at Capital One Arena. So... Uh, let's get started with Wiz Spurs. What are some things that stuck out to you from last night's game? Well, I didn't watch the entire game. I turned it off after, what, four minutes into the second quarter, mainly because it was late and I got bored. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that tends to happen when you play the Spurs, I guess. Yeah, I mean, one thing that stuck out to me is that how, how did Gortat and Mahimi only grab eight rebounds combined, I mean? Yeah, I, I'm not entirely sure because, I, I mean, I'm going to s- preface with I fell asleep at 8 p.m. last night. Um, I'm a teacher. It was a snow day. They announced that school was closed tomorrow, which is today. And I just felt like calling it a night and trying to regain some hours from sleep. But in that, it cost me seeing um, a historic performance by Gortat Mahimi, which you mentioned earlier today to me that they only grabbed eight rebounds um, in... I believe you said Gortat played 19 minutes and Mahimi played 24 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, and also I noticed that um, the starters got outplayed by the bench. Outside of Beal's 21, Porter, Sadoransky, Gortat, and Morris only managed to score 24 points, uh, which I think is very indicative of not only the Spurs' approach to the game, but also the greatness that is Greg Popovich. Um, But yeah, I mean... I don't understand how they only grab eight rebounds, but any other things that you notice from the stats or anything from last night's game since none of us catched it? 
Well, the Spurs block had ten blocks, and of course Aldridge scores twenty seven points. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the Wizards don't have anyone on their roster that can guard any skilled big men. Yeah, and, mm, that sounds about right. I don't understand how the Wizards can have a couple of days off. I mean, they haven't played since Saturday, and they and they go into tonight into um the Spurs game. They get out hustled by a. 39, 40-year-old Manu Ginobili. It makes no sense. Right, and I'm assuming Pau Gasol is still on the team and probably, like, five European, you know, mid-20 ballers that just out-hustled and out-manned the Wizards. But here we are. It's kind of a story of, you know, the Wizards want to celebrate a 50-win season and the Spurs have basically won 50 since 1999, which was like the last time that we won in San Antonio. So it's just an episode of, you know, we've seen this before and we've seen it for 19 years basically in a row. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Um, But yeah, so let's move on. Uh, Let's go to the Twitter question that we asked. So we're getting down to the wire. We have 11 games left in the year, and we wanted to know... What do you think will happen as the Wizards close out the year and also as they hopefully make it to the playoffs? How many years in a row is it going to be? If we make it, I don't want to jinx it. Uh, it's going to be two years. Two years in a row. Wow. Yeah. You know, where's the we, banner for yeah, that? <laughs> it should have been five because they missed the playoffs in 2016. Oh, right. It, yeah. it should be five. Honestly, 2016 is kind of blocked out in my memory. But here we are. So uh, before we read off Twitter's uh, responses, Brandon, what is your uh, prediction for these last 11 games? And also as a bonus, what will they do in the playoffs if they make it, according to your prediction? I think they're going to get somewhere between 40, say 43 and 44 wins. Okay. They'll play the Cavs in the first round and they'll lose in six. Okay, so you're giving us six. So in your in your prediction, what ends up happening with Wall? It seems like uh, we hit kind of a. I think you said forty three to forty four wins. Uh, yeah. How did how does John Wall reacclimate to being the starting point guard for the Wizards? I don't know. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to change the way you play basketball once you reach a certain level. I mean, Wall became a f- five time All Star, being a ball dominant guard. So I don't see how. He can completely change his style of play to fit with his team. But yeah, it's going to be tough to reintegrate him back into this team. Yeah, it's definitely true. I mean, so many players have developed. I mean, Beal going from, I don't I don't know the stats, but what I would assume is like ball dominating position back towards, you know, giving it to Wall. Like that's going to be an interesting adjustment for him as well because he's probably at this point gotten adjusted to handling the ball, you know, on the bench or uh, with the starters, but now that wall returns, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, and you actually responded to the Twitter question and you said 43 wins and first round exits. And unfortunately you're predicting us matching up with the Cavaliers, which would 
bring back not only nightmares, but would be worst case scenario, in my opinion. Um, Fred at Marcelo Uno Dos says they're going to finish as a fifth seed. So that's like roughly at this point, like 43 to 45 wins, I'm guessing. Um, you know, hopefully... I don't really care who, where we get seeding-wise. I'm more interested who, we, who we're playing. Um, is there anyone that you want to avoid outside of the Cavaliers in the first round? I, I would like to see the Wizards avoid the Sixers because Joel Embiid, he's going to be a nightmare matchup for the Wizards' big men. I mean, Gortat's not going to stay with him. I mean, Hemi's probably going to send him to the free-throw line, what, eight times a night? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'd rather play the Pacers, and if Kyrie's injured, I like I like the Wizards' chances against the Celtics if Kyrie can't make it back in time for the playoffs. Right, yeah, and then at that point, it'll be a battle of wounded point guards. Um, but yeah, that is a perfect segment to reveal what happened when we simulated NBA 2K 20 times to figure out what happens for the rest of the regular season and also in the playoffs. But before that, I want to let you know about my bookie. If your bracket is already busted, there's still a way for you to cash in on March Madness at my bookie. If you haven't signed up yet, it's not too late. It doesn't matter if you've been a player for years or you like a team because their colors match your favorite shoes. Lay down some money and score big on college hoops. Join me and thousands of online players at, and start betting at mybookie.ag. Are you sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for a payout? Come join my bookie today. I would only recommend a service that has been good to me and my listeners. That's why I'm telling you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay, fast and without any hassles. You're wasting your time betting anywhere else. They have an in-game live betting so you can place a bet after tip-off, which is awesome because then at that point you know who's playing and who's not playing. Join now and MyBookie will match your first deposit with a 50% bonus. Use promo code LOCKEDONNBA, one word, to activate offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today, play, win, and get paid. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so let's talk about the simulation of 20 seasons on NBA 2K. You can create basically an NBA Today season, which brings into account injuries, trades, trends, everything that's gone on so far this year. And if you're anxious like I am to know who the Wizards played, you can simulate the rest of the season, the rest of the Wizards 11 games, get playoff seating, and see who the Wizards match up with. In conclusion, it's very depressing, so I'm very sorry that we did this. But there were some surprises that, as Brandon said when I told him before we started recording, it's so Wizards. Like, it's the epitome of so Wizards. So here we go. Nine times the Wizards matched up against the Cavaliers, the Cavaliers being the fourth seed in every matchup. Six times the six, we matched up with the Sixers, and we only beat them once. Celtics, we matched up three times, and three times we beat them. 
The Pacers we matched up once, which we lost, and the Heat we matched up once in whence we in which we won. The highest win total out of all 20 simu- simulations was only 48. And the lower end was 43, so right around where Brandon predicted the rest of the season to go. Some things that stood out um, when looking over first round and also um, the rest of the season, how it plays out. Some devastating injuries. I mean, Mike Scott in one year, uh, I think it said like dislocated his spinal cord. I, I'm guessing he suffered like a tragic like injury, you know, probably on a fast break or something like that. And he was, that ended his career. Um, that was probably the scariest simulation I did just because like a basketball player can't play basketball anymore after a simulation, which is very scary. Um, but in the second simulation I did, Otto Porter tears his meniscus right as the playoffs are about to start. To my surprise, the Wizards are up 3-1 to one against the Sixers, to which they blow a 3-1 to one lead, and the Sixers end up going to the second round, winning 4-3 to three in a 30-point blowout in Game 7. If that doesn't scream so Wizards, nothing else in the world will. Because you can imagine the hype, you know. Can you imagine if the Wizards go up 3-1 to one after a devastating injury and then the Wizards lose, Brandon? Oh man, that that would be the ultimate so Wizards moment. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, yeah, and we're just getting started because it's going to get worse before it gets better. Um, in my third simulation, Kelly Oubre hyperextended his elbow and for whatever reason was out five months. And I say for whatever reason because a lot of hyperextensions happened, but they were only out for one to two weeks. Kelly Oubre was out five months. So I'm guessing that was a glitch. However, in that third season, what do you think would happen if Kelly Oubre could not play in the playoffs? What would you predict would happen? First round exit still. First round exit, right. And I completely agree. Yeah. Um, You know, Kelly Oubre is a huge part of the Wizards. If Kelly Oubre or Otto Porter, or even at this point, Sadoransky, miss any time once the Wizards are healthy, that's pretty much a wrap because we have no depth after that. However, spoiler, the Wizards ended up winning 43 games. They ended up being the seventh seed and they matched up against the Celtics who had Kyrie Irving and everyone back. They even had Gordon Hayward in this simulation, so I don't know if he... Do you know if he's allowed to play in the playoffs? I'm not sure what the situation is with... with um, shoot, I forgot his name. Gordon Hayward. Sorry, Gordon Hayward. Yeah, I'm not sure what the situation with him is. I know he's he can at least walk now, and he can go through some drills in the court. Right, but I was just blown away that he was playing. he was playing in the game. He was averaging 15 minutes during the first-round matchup against the Wizards. However, the Wizards win in Game 7. They end up winning by three points. Uh, I couldn't really track down who or what happened to get those three points, but the Wizards win four to three, four games to three, and they advance to the second round. And the most ridiculous thing in this simulation, mind you, it's only the third one. We've been talking like this is the 20th simulation, but this is the third simulation. The Cavaliers, the Raptors, and with the Wizards being the Celtics, all lose in the first round. So at this point, it's the Heat, Pacers, Bucks, and Wizards that are left in the Eastern Conference. I'm pretty sure if that happens, the NBA is going to be pretty bitter because all the high market, big market teams are out. 
the Wizards matched up against the Miami Heat, who had beaten those Raptors, actually, as an eighth seed. Uh, oh, no, no, they did not beat. They beat the Pacers, who ended up being a third seed. The Wizards beat the Miami Heat four games to two, leading up to an Eastern Conference Finals matchup with the eighth seed Milwaukee Bucks. Brandon, if we make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, after being, uh, I think we were the seventh seed, we made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, and we get to play an eighth seed Bucks. What do you think would be acceptable? What would happen in a matchup against the Bucks, seventh seed versus eighth seed? The only acceptable outcome is that the Wizards win, even <laughs> if they even if they lost in a competitive seven game series. That's that's not acceptable at all. I mean, you can't lose to an eight seed in the Eastern Conference Finals, especially a team that has two All Star caliber players. One potential all-star and one guy in Ubre who could possibly be an all-star one day i mean we have they have too much talent to be losing to a team like the milwaukee bucks i agree but guess what the wizards win the first game so at this point i was like oh boy it's gonna take me three simulations to get to the nba finals i was incorrect no injury suffered the bucks ended up winning four straight games after that first one and the Milwaukee Bucks ended up going to the NBA Finals where they were swept by the Golden State Warriors, who, by the way, ended up winning the Finals 18 out of 20 times in the 20 simulations that I made. At this point, I'm very heartbroken because it's my third simulation and my heart has already broken because I thought, just like you, it is unacceptable to lose to an eighth-seeded Milwaukee Bucks after getting through the Celtics after getting through the Miami Heat who historically in the past like five years have owned us and then we lost to the Bucks in five games in the Eastern Conference Finals. So the following year we matched up against the Celtics again which to I guess my surprise we ended up winning four games to two but then in the second round we lost to the Miami Heat four games to two and in this simulation the Raptors ended up being beating the Warriors four games to one. So we'll take that for what it is. Um, let's simulate to simulate. See, I, I've used that word so much today that I'm starting to say it in just casual conversation. Um, let's take a summary of what ended up happening in the season that surprised both of us when we when I talked about it. In the 15th simulation that I made, the Wizards ended up being the fifth seed. They ended up winning 45 games. However, right before the playoff starts, so the season ends and it's in the playoff screen, I get three straight pop-up. Mike Scott, Gortat, and Sadoransky are all out for the playoffs because of season-ending injuries. At this point, we are matched up against the 76ers, who we end up beating four games to one, one of the only times that we beat the Sixers. And then we end up playing the Raptors in round two, which I can ask for your thoughts about a potential second-round matchup against the Raptors here in a second. We end up taking the Raptors to seven games, game seven in Toronto, and we end up winning. We end up winning by 25 points in a game seven, which leads to an Eastern Conference Finals matchup against the Miami Heat, who had just beaten Kyrie Irving and the Celtics in round two. And we end up winning four games to three in a game seven. So two straight series going seven games after beating the Sixers without Mike Scott, Marcin Gortat, and Thomas Adoransky. To an NBA Finals matchup against the Houston Rockets, to which we lost to 20-time MVP James Harden. 20 times because every time I simulated the 
seasons, James Harden won MVP, uh, which is unbelievable to me that, you know, every year James Harden won. But we ended up getting swept four games to zero against the Houston Rockets. So going back to a potential matchup against the Raptors. Brandon, if this year somehow, let's just say we match up against the Sixers, we beat them four games to one, and we end up playing the Raptors in real life, how confident would you be going into that matchup in round two? Very confident. Because I don't, I'm not buying into the Raptors. I mean, until they show me something in the playoffs, they're they're just a really, really good regular season team to me. Yeah, and, I completely agree. I mean, in the past, Wall has been able to contain Kyle Lowry, and who knows if Demar Derozan will go cold in the playoffs? I mean, it's happened before. And once those two guys go cold, that's really when the Raptors struggle. Because who else in that team can really create offense? Right. Yeah. That's. That's kind of where the Wizards have an upper upper hand, which is weird to say. Because if Wall and Beal are struggling, then hopefully, you know, Max contract extension Otto Porter can, you know, take some of the load. Or Kelly Oubre can have a... Because I feel like this playoff, these playoffs that are coming up, if, if and when the Wizards make it, it's going to be the playoffs for Kelly Oubre. It's going to be his opportunity to jump out and to really make a name for himself and establish himself as either a sixth man or as, you know, a potential max contract warrant player going into free agency, I think in a couple years, I believe he's up for free agency. So these playoffs coming up are huge for Kelly Oubre and also Thomas Sadoransky. I mean, at this point with how he's playing, some of us are dreaming of that bench lineup and how it's going to work and how it's going to figure itself out. But here we are. So Wizards made it to the NBA Finals once out of 20 simulations, to the Eastern Conference Finals twice out of 20 simulations, and out of the first round only five times out of the 20 simulations. The year that the Wizards won the most games out of the simulation, which was 48, we matched up against the 76ers who were a fifth seed, the Wizards were a fourth seed, and we ended up losing Game 7 at Capital One. Uh, to the 76ers who ended up going to the NBA Finals. As someone tweeted at our Twitter account this morning about how NBA 2K just loves the Sixers. I mean, if that doesn't show, you know, that they're obsessed with the Sixers, I don't know what else will. The Sixers beat the Wizards in seven games. They matched up against the Celtics, who which they beat in six games. They matched up against the Cavaliers, who which they swept four games to nothing. And then they lost in the NBA Finals to the Warriors four games to three. If that happens, I'm going to quit being a Wizards fan because that just means that the the process works and, you know, we're doomed to be in mediocrity forever because that's another team that is on the uprising. But that is the that is it for the simulation portion of of our show today. We're going to get into um, some Throwback Thursday, to which Brandon is going to talk about Phil Chenier, who's actually getting his jersey retired tomorrow night. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so throwback Thursday, since it is Thursday. Naturally, we're going to have a throwback Thursday. 
Brandon, what can you tell us about Phil Chenier, who's going to get his jersey retired tomorrow night? Okay, so Phil Chenier, he was selected by the then Baltimore Bullets with the fourth overall pick in the 1971 hardship draft. The, prior to 1971, college underclassmen were not allowed to enter the draft until their college class graduated, which is why they had this hardship draft in 2001. In, sorry, in 1971, it was because. An NBA player at the time named Spencer Haywood, he won a court case against the NBA that allowed him, that allowed him to play in the NBA before his college gr- class graduated. So that's how Phil Chenier was able to enter the NBA draft before his college class graduated. And throughout his time with the Bullets, he, Phil Chenier was a three-time All-Star in 74, 75, and 77. He won a championship with the Bullets in 1978, and he has career averages of 17.2 points per game, 3.6 rebounds, and 3 assists a game. And his time with the Bullets ended in 1979 when he was traded to the Indiana Pacers. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that definitely seems like Jersey retirement worthy. Uh I think the 1978 championship team is going to be at Capital One on Sunday against the Knicks, which will be very awesome. Honestly, I haven't really seen much of Phil Chenier play, if at all. I mainly know him, obviously, from his former broadcast duties with Steve Buckhantz, to which like, I obviously you know, fell in love with his passion for the game, his info, all that. And honestly, he was really great on the Wizards. Um, I just remember like he just always acted like a dad to everything that was happening. So like Wall, I think there's a soundbite of like when John Wall did a 360 dunk and, you know, Steve's going crazy and Phil Chenier is telling about talking about how John should be careful when doing things like that because he could be <laughs> he could get injured. Um, if you look up the YouTube clip of um, John Wall's 360 dunk, I don't remember against who at this point. It might have been against the Lakers, maybe. I don't know. It seemed like a very crowded game. Um, you can hear Phil Chenier mumbling, careful, careful. And as John Wall is obviously hyped up and uh, Steve Buckhans is going crazy. But yeah, that'll be very awesome to see, um, especially, you know, for all the diehard Wizards and Bullets fans um, in the arena and in the area. So we're looking forward to that for sure. That is going to happen at that's going to happen at halftime uh, during the Wizards Nuggets game. So if you're going, make sure you stay in your seat during halftime so you can see a historical moment where the number 45 will no longer be worn on the Washington Wizards uh, from Friday through the rest of time. And with that, we're going to preview the Wizards and Nuggets. Uh, the Wizards and Nuggets play. Uh, Brandon, you mentioned that they played in November. Is that their only matchup so far this year? Yes, that was their only matchup of the season. And what ended up happening in that game, as a reminder for everyone and myself? I don't have the final score in front. I don't have the final score in front of me, but it was a pretty competitive game throughout. But the Wizards were able to close it out in the fourth quarter, which is something that doesn't really happen a lot nowadays. (laughs) Usually when the games are close, the Wizards falter. Yeah. But, um... John Wall in that game, he had half of the team's assist totals with 12. Uh, the lineup of Wall, Beal, Oubre, Porter, and Gortat scored a combined 83 points. Marquise Morris was out in this game because of the injury he suffered. Playoffs against the Celtics, I believe. 
Oh, right. That's how early of a matchup this was, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jokic scored 29 points, and the Wizards were somehow able to force the Nuggets to commit 23 turnovers, and hopefully that happens again tomorrow. Yeah, hopefully. Um, you know, I think when we were talking before, I mentioned how, like, West Coast games are very difficult for me to stay up for because, I mean, I'm in bed by 8, apparently. But in more realistic terms, I mean, when we play the Nuggets, it's normally like a 10.30 or 9.30 matchup. And I usually don't tend to stay awake for those. But yeah, I mean, when I think of the Nuggets, I think of uh, Jokic. Because um, every it feels like every day there's a highlight of him, you know, throwing a ridiculous pass or scoring. Or just, a, he's a very flashy player, it seems. So Gortat will have his hands full. And an injury update for the Nuggets, Gary Harris, who is their leading scorer, will be out Friday with a knee injury. So the Wizards dodge a bullet there. In terms of the Nuggets' uh, offensive, uh, one of one of the Nuggets' offensive weapons. The Nuggets have Paul Millsap, I believe, correct? Maybe? Maybe. Let me check their roster. Yes, he is on the roster. I, I Then again, I, I don't watch them play, so I know that he's at least on the, the roster because I remember him signing and being happy that he was leaving the East Coast for or the Eastern Conference for the Western Conference. Um, they have some nice pieces. I mean, when you think of Darrell Arthur and Kenneth Fareed, and I, I didn't just say Darrell Arthur because he has an awesome last name, but um, they also have, you know, like some nice younger pieces, Jamal Murray, uh, Wilson Chandler, Will Barton. So they, they have um, Hernan Gomez. I think they traded, um, they traded a point guard, a young point guard to the Knicks for Hernan Gomez. Uh, Moutier, I think, was the point guard. So it'll be interesting to see how this uh, kind of a new-look Nuggets looks against the Wizards uh, Sunday night. Um, before we head out, Brandon, what it, where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at... Um, shoot, I keep forgetting my Twitter handle because I changed it recently. Oh, you did? Okay, let me see if yeah, I can bring it up. I, I got it. It's... Um, you can find me on Twitter at 45 underscore when, N-G-U-Y-E-N. Awesome. Cool. Well, um, thank you, Brandon, for joining me on Locked On Wizards. I am at District Mamba, your host, Arthur Reynolt. And hopefully we have a couple victories this weekend, an update of John Wall's return. And what else? Anything that you're hoping for this weekend? Just wins. We just got to win. We just got to win, baby. We just got to win. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and check us out on Twitter at Locked On Wizards. Follow us at Wizards Extra for the best pre and post game coverage by most of the time by Noah Getzel and Bryna Kramer, who are some staff writers here at Wizards Extra. Thank you very much and go Wiz. And on that day, me and Chris Brown would change bodies. I woke up Chris Breezy. Oh my God, I'm the man. I'm so fly and I can dance. There's tattoos on my neck. I just FaceTime Kanye. I told him I'm his biggest fan, yeah. yeah. Got all these hoes in my DM. Yeah, I do. Hold up. Holy shit, I got a kid. Oh, 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 oh. I can see.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.